0: Cooking. This is scriptwriter Stephen. Welcome to my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Well, today is July 22nd, 2022. It is currently 1.42 a.m. in the morning. I'm up late, but I'm not doing my thing. So, just in case you don't listen to my podcast a lot, when I say doing my thing, I mean doing my wedding company stuff. Yes, I own a wedding company here in Hawaii. I am not a professional podcaster, not at all. In fact, I own no professional podcasting equipment. I'm talking into my cell phone right now. That's the way I do my podcast. I have my cell phone, I have my stereo that supplies my background music, and I just turn it down like that, and I start talking to you. And I don't even have really cool guests to interview. You just have to listen to me spew my guts out to you for about 30 minutes or an hour. Depends how how I feel. And uh, it's just my opinion, obloviating. But yes, I own a company here in Hawaii called Dream Wedding Hawaii. I do... Renewal, surprise surprise Renewals. we just did one at 6:30 p.m. down at Kooleana which is on the west coast of Oahu and uh, my customer was is not was he is a listener of my podcast and that's how he got me and a lot of you folks out there are either current or former customers of mine and again I want to thank you all because you keep me employed you've helped me pay my bills in fact, you guys do pay my bills for me in a way, and uh, I just really appreciate all of you folks out there. And uh, you know, the really cool thing is that you folks listen to my podcast, you book me, and then I get to meet you in person. And uh, we find out, we again, we have a lot of things in common, and then you add me to Facebook and we become really good friends. And uh, when I vacation over there to uh, the mainland, I always meet up with you folks. I can't meet up with everyone, right? But I meet up with a lot of you. And it's, uh, it's been really a joy. This podcast has really done a lot of great things for myself, my company, and just, uh, it's given me an opportunity, not to get really wealthy off of this, but it's given me an opportunity to meet a lot of people. So I really, really enjoy it. Now, uh, the big news here is that Joe Biden got COVID. Now, I'm sure you already heard about that, but you probably don't know about this. Now, Joe Biden, he got COVID and he was quadruple-vaxxed. Now, you probably know about that, right? So he got two shots of the Moderna. I'm pretty sure it was Moderna. Um, Just going off memory here. And he also was twice boosted. Now, I'm not sure what he was boosted with. But we do know for a fact, apparently, because he got infected, that the boosters don't work. And we also do know that Fauci and the NIH and doctors, they've been changing their definition of what the hell a vaccine is. Because at one time, when you were vaccinated, it prevented you from actually getting the virus that you're being supposed, supposedly protected from. So if you were vaccinated from spinal meningitis, you wouldn't get it, right? If you're vaccinated against HPV, then you wouldn't get HPV. That was the entire thing. We get vaccinated from tetanus, we get our booster from tetanus, our tetanus shots, so we don't get tetanus, right? <laughs> okay? So we don't get lockjaw and all those other things that are associated with rust, right? So apparently, the the NIH and the CDC changed their definition of what what the hell a vaccine is to bend the definition, to bend the rules a little to say that, well, these COVID vaccines, they're not really there and flu vaccines, they're not supposed to prevent you from getting the flu or prevent you from getting COVID because, well, those viruses are RNAs and they change a lot and there's really nothing we can do. Well, if there's nothing you can do, then why create a vaccine for it, right? Or why don't you start to try to create a really good vaccine that would get rid of the flu forever? And I do know there are some scientists who are are honestly doing that right now, but those companies are not getting the attention from the government, unfortunately. That's the real unfortunate thing about it. Now, Biden gets COVID. (laughs) And apparently they're saying his symptoms really are not that great. They're not life-threatening because because he's been quadruple-vaxxed, okay? Because they, they said, you know, the vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting infected, it prevents you from dying. Now, how do they prove that at all? Because we're on the Omicron variant, and the Omicron variant, it really doesn't kill. The Omicron variant was spreading here in Hawaii, and guess what? It's, it, it's spreading pretty good right now, but we only have three people here in Hawaii in the ICU on ventilators, and, um, and we're not even sure if those people in the ICU are on ventilators because of COVID, but they have COVID, right? But only three people are in the ICU here in Hawaii, and we have about 1.5 million people who live here. And uh, we're talking 1.5 million people. This is, not, this is not counting. This is not counting the tourists and military that are that are here. They're not. In, they're not included in that stat of our, of our core population. So out of 1.5 million people, only three people are hospitalized in the ICU with COVID that are on a ventilator. Apparently, this Omicron variant isn't that deadly. So how can they say that the vaccinated are being protected? You just don't know that. Now, here's something really interesting. I don't think the scientists, or I don't think Fauci or anyone out there believes that these vaccines work. Why do I say that? Because when Fauci got, um, got uh, I guess, um, uh, uh, infected, what did he do? Well, he put himself... On on Plexovoid. Now, what the hell is Plaxivoid? That's Pfizer's version of an anti um an anti-uh, I guess, COVID medication that basically kills COVID. Supposedly kills COVID. Supposedly stops you from from your symptoms from getting worse. Now, I thought the vaccines are supposed to do that. If you believe in the vaccines, why are you taking plaxavoid? Correct? Now, Joe Biden, there's been conflicting reports, but he may be on Plaxivoid, but at the same time, he may be on Monlupiravir. Now, Monlupiravir was, um, was, uh, issued out, was approved by the FDA before Plaxivoid. Now, there, the doctors have access to both of them, but from, from what I've heard that Biden was actually on Monlupiravir. Now, what the hell is Monlupiravir? Again, this is an antiviral drug that they repurposed. Big word here, repurposed. For the use of COVID, okay. Now this is this is very interesting because this is how this is how drug companies make a lot of money. Instead of creating a new drug that works really well, what they'll do is they'll take an existing drug, talk to the FDA, and try to get it approved by the FDA so it can be marketed off-label legally. So, what was Monupiravir first developed for? You're not going to believe this. I'm going to read this from their website. Just to not screw everything up. Monolupiravir was developed at Emory University by the university's drug innovation company, Drug Innovation Ventures at Emory. That's, That's an acronym for DRIVE, by the way. In 2014, DRIVE began screening a project funded by the Defense Threat Reduction Agency to find an antiviral drug targeting the Venezuelan equine encephalitis virus. Now what is that equine that, that means horse okay they created this antiviral drug to to find uh an anti uh, I guess a solution to a virus that was that was attacking horses horses um donkeys and zebras this is this is repurposed horse medication the left They were, the left, the liberals, the media, they were chastising everyone, all the Republicans who were taking ivermectin to cure themselves from COVID because they were saying, well, you're just taking horse medication. When in fact, the truth about that was that ivermectin was an approved drug for humans that won multiple prizes around the world. That was a very, very safe drug proven to fight parasites and was also antiviral and had a lot of, a lot of um, studies that show that it helped with, with the infection of COVID and with shortening COVID very, very effectively. And they were labeling that as horse medication because it was also used in horses. And by the way, a lot of the drugs that we take as humans are used in, in animals, a lot of them, okay? Now... <laughs> What happens here? In this opposite, pirvir is the opposite. This is actually horse medication being repurposed for humans. Joe Biden is taking repurposed horse medication. A lot of people are. Isn't that ironic? I bet you didn't know that. So, and that's not, not gonna pop up in the mainstream media. So big news, big flash, Joe Biden takes horse medication to cure himself from COVID. How do you like that? In fact, I think I'm going to put that as a title to my podcast today. <laughs> <sighs> you can't write a better story. You can't write a more comical, I guess, lead into, <laughs> into a, I guess, a very serious headline. Now, I do hope Joe Biden does kick it. I don't want him to go out this way, even though I hate this guy, and I think he really deserves a... Uh, you know, to be, uh, ousted from being president, but I'm not going to wish death on anyone. Okay. <laughs> now, some of you, I, I know some of you out there, some of my listeners are thinking, Oh man, I hope this guy kicks a bucket after this thing. But, uh, I just don't think that way. I really, 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 really apologize. <sighs> now, on to some other news here. On to some other news. <clears throat> so I also found out that depression, well, A lot of scientists are figuring out that depression is not caused by a chemical imbalance in the brain. I'm very serious about this. I'm going to link this article uh, to my website. You can read it for yourself. I'll read it for you um, as I scroll down here. Um, But it starts off by saying, There is no clear evidence that depression is caused by low serotonin levels, research suggests. The new review which analyzed existing studies, suggest the condition is not likely caused by a chemical imbalance and caused it to question what antidepressants do. Researchers say their findings are important, as studies show as many as 85 to 90% of the public believes that depression is caused by low serotonin um, or a chemical imbalance. Most antidepressants are selective serotonin uh, reuptake inhibitors and were originally said to work by correcting abnormally low serotonin levels. That's very interesting. Now, I know some, I have some friends who are on antidepressants, and um, a lot of them said it really didn't make them feel very good. Now, some of them said it did help, some of them said it didn't. Uh, I have some friends who were said were to be bipolar, and, uh, you know, my honest opinion when I told them you know just get just get yourself off of that just get yourself off with all the drugs don't don't be doped up and uh, when they got themselves off and uh, they felt a lot better and you know what they really needed really good friends uh, people who wouldn't take advantage of them and mostly all of my friends who were depressed it was because their parents got them there their parents, ca- it was just basically bad parenting or a lack of parents that caused them to become depressed individuals. And this carried on from their childhood to their adulthood. And um, they took these antidepressants as Band-Aids. They never really got to the root of the problem and dealt with the problem. You know when you deal with the problem, as ugly as it is, and you accept the problem for what it is. You don't try to solve it. You accept it and you grow stronger. When you accept it and you grow stronger, then you become a better person. That's called character growth. When you take an antidepressant, well, you're not really accepting anything. You're just putting a, you know, a fancy band-aid or I guess a prescription on a prescription drug band-aid over the wound that still hurts when you think about it. And, uh, it really doesn't fix anything. Guess what? I took a look at all these, these uh, antidepressants out there. The number one side effect Of antidepressants is depression. In fact, all of them say they may cause thoughts of suicide. Does that make any sense at all? All right, moving on. I'm going to continue reading this article. The lead author, uh, Jonah Moncrief, I probably murdered her name, a professor of psychiatry at UCL is a consultant psychiatrist at Northeast London NHS Foundation Trust. She said, it is always difficult to prove a negative, but I think we can safely say that after a vast amount of research conducted over several decades, there is no convincing evidence that depression is caused by serotonin abnormalities, particularly, particularly by lower levels or reduced activity of serotonin the popularity of the chemical imbalance theory of depression has coincided with a huge increase in the use of antidepressants. Totally agreed. Prescriptions for antidepressants have risen dramatically since the 1990s with one in six adults in England and 2% of teenagers now being prescribed an antidepressant in a given year. How do you like that? One in six adults in England are being drugged up with antidepressants. That's pretty scary. That's really scary. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so many people take antidepressants because they have been led to believe their depression has a bio- biochemical cause, but this new research suggests this belief is not grounded in evidence. Professor Moncrief added, thousands of people suffer from side effects of antidepressants, including the severe withdrawal effects that can occur when people try to stop them. Oh, I've seen some of my friends suffer through that, yet prescription rates continue to rise. Now this is a psychiatrist uh, speaking now, not a psychologist. A psychologist is someone who sits you down on a chair and says, you know what? <laughs> let's talk this out. Let's get to the root problem of your, of your character flaws, right? And let's try to grow stronger. We're not going to try to solve it. But let's try to acknowledge it and grow stronger by, by, you know, dealing with it. All right. We're not going to, we're not going to deal it. We're not going to, you know, kick it to the side. We're going to deal with it. And and create character growth. Now, a psychiatrist won't sit you down on the couch. They'll say, "Well, take this," and hopefully, we can get you to, we can get you to to a level amount where you're not depressed, and then you can talk to the psychologist. Usually, I find that's never a good thing. It re- that it really, really never works. My friends who just took antidepressants, they were still depressed. Okay. Things trigger them, and all of a sudden, they get depressed, and it's the trigger. That trigger, because they're still weak, that wound is still there, they slip into depression very, very easily, and it's not nice. I know a lot of you who listen to me are probably dealing with it. I completely sympathize with you. I cannot relate to you because I'm I just, I'm just not a depressed type of person. I've been sad before. Um, I've had bad things happen to me. I've had tragic things happen to me, unfortunately, but... I've dealt with it, I've acknowledged it, and um, it just helped me got stronger, and I just hope that and pray that you can do the same. Now, I'm gonna continue on with this article. Uh, we believe the situation has been driven partly by the false belief that depression is due to a chemical imbalance. It is time to inform the public that this belief is not grounded in science. <laughs> it's kind of funny, right? Before it was grounded in science, quote unquote science. The Umbrella Review looked at all relevant studies that have been published in the most fields, the most important fields of research on serotonin and depression. In total, these involved tens of thousands of participants. One of the findings was that research that compared levels of serotonin and its breakdown products in the blood or brain fluids did not find a difference between people diagnosed with depression and healthy people. So what does this mean? Low serotonin, high serotonin, it don't matter. It don't matter. You know, I once talked to a psychiatrist, and they were all about drugging people. We had this conversation. By the way, why do I talk to psychologists and psychiatrists? Because when I, before when I was a writer, well, a lot of times you want to learn about character flaws. You want to learn about all these things because you're going to start off with a flawed character, and throughout the whole script, they're going to grow. So you want to make it as canon to reality as possible, right? Right. So I talked to the psychiatrist and they say, well, I asked him, why is it that, you know, what are the side effects of um, these antidepressant drugs is suicide? And he said, well, to Steve, to, to, to really explain it further is that you have to understand that when people begin to, uh, I guess, when people start getting healthier, they'll want to commit suicide. And I looked at him with a very curious look and, uh, and he said, no, that, that doesn't make any sense and he said it says and he told me it doesn't make a lot of sense to people who are not in our science field but it does to us so when all of a sudden we start hearing our patients want to commit suicide we're saying wow you did you didn't want to commit suicide before now you want to commit suicide because you're processing your feelings a lot better uh i don't think that's healthier i really really don't and that's why that's when i started researching psychiatry and said you know, psychiatrists don't know what the hell they're talking about. Not when it comes to not when it comes to getting better. Now, I've also had a debate with uh a lot of psychiatrists when they told me that happiness was just a different type of chemical reaction that happened in your brain. You know, and that's why, you know, different things caused us to be happy. It was all a chemical reaction. It had nothing to do with a soul, it had nothing, nothing nothing to do with taste, nothing. The truth is, is that Yes, when, you know, you do get happy, when you do get happy, when you laugh, when you enjoy yourself, yourself, there are certain chemicals that are released in the brain. But it's not the opposite way. You know, this is uh, one of those egg before the chicken or chicken before the egg type of, you know, arguments out here. But this is true. You know, when you get happy, there are certain like chemicals that are released in your brain because you are happy, not the opposite way around. But the psychiatrist, for some reason, they believe that happiness is... Is also a chemical reaction. And at- being attracted to another person is also a chemical reaction. And I'm sorry, it just doesn't work that way. If everything was a chemical reaction, why do people have taste? Why why do people why why do certain why are certain people attracted to certain people? Why are certain people, you know, certain foods bring enjoyment to some people? Like for me, I love Oreos, right? And I've met people who hate Oreos. They they completely hate Oreos, but it has nothing to do with the chemicals in their brain. Nothing. So when it comes to depression, why should we think that serotonin levels have anything to do with it? It's just the most common sense argument. Now, of course, back then, their science said something else, but it doesn't say it now. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Okay. Now, I'm going to continue reading here. So, one of the findings that uh, was that research that compared levels of serotonin and its breakdown products in the blood or brain fluids did not find a difference between di- between people diagnosed with depression and healthy people. I just read that from before, right? The authors also looked at studies where serotonin levels were artificially lowered in hundreds of people. These studies have been cited as demonstrating that serotonin deficiency is linked to depression. But a review of the research available in 2007 and a sample of recent studies found that lowering serotonin in this way did not produce depression in the hundreds of healthy volunteers. It didn't matter. <laughs> you did not, it does not matter. This is science, by the way. This right here. This article right here that I'm reading you, this is science. What is science? Science is never about religion. It's never the truth. It's not like what Fauci says. When Fauci says, if you don't believe in him, then you, then you don't believe in science. That's religion. True science is always about interpreting the facts and, cha- and being open to a change in opinion when new facts are presented to you. But what do we have with global warming? Well, there's no debate about global warming, just accept it. What do we have about the COVID vaccines? Oh, well, you know, just accept it. We said ivermectin is horse medication when it's not, and we're saying malnupiravir is not repurposed horse medication when it is. And by the way, there is actually no proof that malnupiravir is effective in battling COVID because there's no way to find out if malupiravir or even the vaccines are effective because, I'm sorry, COVID does not send the majority of people to the hospital. It doesn't kill the majority of people who actually get it. Even COVID at its worst, it only killed about 0.03 or 4% of the population. That's not that many. That's a little worse than the flu. And right now, Omicron is safer than the flu. It's actually safer than the common code. Now, there are some old people who can die from Omicron because Omicron is a coronavirus. And there are old people out there who die from the common code. Alright, that's true science though. When you take it, you don't follow Fauci. And I've said this to my friends who are doctors. When they when I try to debate my friends who are doctors, And I said, can you tell me the science? Can you explain to me the science of how this works? And the first thing out of their mind, according to Dr. Fauci, and then I cut them off and say, I'm sorry, the scientific method does not start off with Fauci said. Show me the science that it actually works. And you can't. But you can show the science, scientific studies that show that, guess what? Hydroxychloroquine mixed with zinc and azithromycin worked very well as an antiviral against COVID. Ivermectin worked very well, you know, against, uh, against COVID. And by the way, quercetin and zinc showed really, really great promise. That's something that I took almost every single day. And I still take it almost every single day to, to make my sure I'm very healthy. I just did a wedding. That had a COVID scare. Everyone there was masked up except me. I'm not sure who had COVID. I think maybe the groom or the bride had COVID. I told them to take off their mask, and I was interacting with them. I didn't get sick. Is it because I was already infected with Omicron about a month or two ago, or is it because I have, you know, I I I take a, you know quercetin and zinc? I really don't know. But I'm not sick. I'm 100% fine. You just don't know. But science should always be interpreted. You should always be willing to admit that you're wrong. And it doesn't matter if it's global warming, evolution, or anything else out there, even with COVID, and even on my stance, I am 100% open to, to learning that I am wrong. And this is right here, this study right here that says that, hey, you know what? Serotonin levels have nothing to do with depression. I bet those of you who are on depression meds right now are thinking, what the hell am I on? Again, like I told you, if you are on depression meds, you may have had problems in your childhood and that's causing your depression. You have to sit down. You have to deal with it. Deal with the ugly reality of what your life is and just say, you know, that was in the past. That was in the past. I live in the present. The only thing I can, con- the only thing that I can control is what happens today, this very minute, this very hour. In fact, you can't even control what happens in the next hour, this very minute. So that's what matters. And you're going to make a decision right now to do the right thing. You're not going to be a reactive soul. You're going to be a contemplative soul. I'm not going to worry about the future. I'm not going to worry about the future, complain about the past. I'm going to live in the moment. Now, it's a very difficult thing to do. Extremely difficult thing to do when you're not used to doing it. When people, when people don't live in the moment and they live too much in the past, right? they, they get screwed up because they, they, keep, they keep looking at their past and say, oh my God, you know, so-and-so did so many horrible things to me. You just carry around that baggage. And I'm not telling you to forget what happened in the past. I'm just telling you to acknowledge it, accept it, and move on. Really, just move on and just say, hey, if that person's a crappy person, say, accept them. (laughs) Be prepared to say, well, that person's going to say crappy things. That person is going to, you know, do bad things. That's just who they are. You can't do anything about it. Yeah, they they did crappy things to you, you know. But if you let them still, if you let them control your life without even interacting with them, then that means they have already won. Correct. (laughs) Some people say I shouldn't have been a psychologist or a therapist, but I'm not. I'm just a screenwriter who knows a little bit about characters. All right, people. It is uh, 2.09 a.m. Well, I should stop talking right now. It's time for me to go to bed or maybe I'll watch another episode of The Boys on Amazon. Thank you so much for listening to me. Again, thank you for booking with my company. I really enjoy meeting all you folks. And I am out of here. all right everyone that's it for today i had fun podcasting if you like what you hear please share my podcast if you can't find me look on your favorite podcast platform and look for bbq2 movies that's bbq to movies yeah the to is not the number two by the way it is to like terrell owens so that's bbq2 movies catch you around